Hello everybody, welcome to the UK Packers podcast. As usual, I'm your host at NFL on Twitter and of course follow the group at UK Packers. And it's a video podcast. Hey, we're doing it again. Uh, kinda. Right, so we're going to see how this goes. We're going to test trial it out. So if you're listening to the audio, there's a video version of this on youtube.com forward slash UK Packers. Now, I need to train myself to keep looking at the camera. Hey, and also, usually... Um, I'd come up to, you know, the podcast studio, Packers sign Jordy Nelson, um, and just be kicking it. But now I've got to worry about my appearance. <laughs> and look, I might do something different for the visual podcast than I do the audio podcast, even though now they're going to be the same. So I do encourage you to, to nip across to youtube.com forward slash UK Packers and check me out. So I guess I can do more with visuals now and maybe I can use this as a platform. Now, I have a project that I have in the pipeline, right? You know, when people say, I'm going to write a novel, it's going to be about, right? So I've got those aspirations. But another thing that I have is, is that, you know, we get an awful lot of listens on the podcast. Uh, hopefully we're going to get, you know, a nice tidy number of views on the video podcast. And this allows me to use this as a platform for good, right? Some of, some of those causes are going to be really, really good. But some of those causes are just going to be, hey, stop doing that. It's 2019. Um, one of those was, there was a Twitter account that put out, who's going to win the NFC North? And it was just scantily clad women. Hey, bro, are we past that yet? You know, and they just got massacred. I mean, that's going to happen, you know? Um, even the sun, for as bad as that tabloid is, even they stopped doing the whole page three nonsense. So uh, yeah, get to grips. But look, this is a section that I'm going to do and forget about next week uh, in, hey, what grinds my gears? You know what really grinds my gears? You know what really grinds my gears? All right, uh, right, here we go. I mean, I'm in a position of power here to a degree because the podcast is, you know, pretty popular. So I feel I'm going to use this platform as something to jump off. If anything grinds your gears, do let me know. Because, I mean, we're here to make society a better place. So we're coming into the summer now, okay? Some will say that we're in the summer. Me being from Ireland, I mean, summer is just another word. It's just a description that people call other things in different countries. I've said it before, um, you know, summer in Ireland, kind of like Wisconsin. I guess you guys see it as well. Uh the only way to, to tell the seasons in Ireland is to measure the temperature of the rain. If it's warm rain, it's summer. If it's cold rain, it's winter. If it's raining on a lamb, it's spring. If it's raining on brown leaves, then it's autumn. I mean, that's the only way to really get to grips with what season it is. But coming into the summer, what we face is just a deluge of people getting their feet out with flip-flops. You know, tiny denim shorts. And that's just the fellas. Right, fellas, no one wants to see your feet. But the one of the biggest bugbears for me, and I'm not talking about people who are, you know, medically impaired, you know, people suffering from blindness, uh, had eye procedures, sensitive eyes. You all got a hard pass. Wearing sunglasses indoors. Hey, stop that. The thing is, we need to cut this out. I think as, you know, if we all band together, all of the UK Packers podcast listeners, if we all band together, I think we can put a stop to this. Some people get a hard pass. Jack Nicholson gets a hard pass. Robert Downey Jr. to a degree, right? Because he admitted that he just thinks they look grand. But that's fine. I'm more aiming this towards, you know, Barry from Scunthorpe. 
Dave from Staines. You know? Phil from Dorky in Dublin. So, what we need to do is we need to cut it out, fellas. I mean, the worst part and the most cringy part of it is, is when they come from the outside to the inside and deliberately don't take off their sunglasses because you know they're feeling themselves. It's usually the wraparound Oakley-style ones, you know, and they cross their arms a lot or they're kind of looking around going, huh, yeah, huh, yeah, yeah, and keeping them on. Just no, all right? The next time you see someone wearing sunglasses indoors, and I've done a Twitter poll before this release to really, you know, get to the nub of this, to find out what people think of it. And it's, it's, I said, is it acceptable? Most people said never. So the next time you see someone wearing sunglasses indoors, well then it must be incredibly hot. So go on over and put sunscreen on that man. It's mostly men, mostly men. Go over and say, is a warm bro? And put on factor 50 on his person. Mainly the facial region. All right. He's probably the exact same guy who wears shorts with a scarf. That's what we're talking here. This is shorts and scarf Barry from Staines. All right. The guy whose neck gets cold, but his legs are fine. It's the guy whose legs don't get cold. And that makes him tougher than you. Get the factor 50. Go over. And apply the sunscreen to his face. So, there it is. It's what grinds my gears. What grinds yours? Let me know. You know what really grinds my gears? And anyway, how long are we in now? Four and a half minutes before we even get into... But look, at it's the UK Packers podcast. You're used. You know what this is. Um, so in this podcast, I'm going to discuss Packers news. The trip. Tiny bit. Um, and also do NFC, State of the North. And we're going to do the Lions. So stay tuned. Okay, so yeah, we've had a couple of questions in. There's a good few people booking this, which is great. Um, but we had some guys asking some questions about it. Uh, so the details of the trip, it's our cheapest ever trip to Lambeau Field. We've had cheaper with the LA Rams. Um, we're doing it with touchdown trips. Big shout out to Ben. Um, and I can flash the contact details for Ben on the screen now that it's visual, which is great. And in the description, in the description box. Uh, so I guess people listen to the podcast they are going to hear different stuff now because it's also visual. So uh, we'll briefly talk about it. 12.30 uh, for two people sharing. If you're going solo, and we did have a question asking, did people go solo? The answer is, yep, they do. More people go solo than they do uh, in couples or in groups. So if you want to get that offer, which is the special price, by the way, it's supposed to be 12.95 and it's also group pricing, which is great. Um, well, then you can contact Ben, put down your deposit, and ask Ben to pair you up with somebody. Um, and then they'll pair you. So it's a twin room. So it's beds the far end. So this year we're going to the Hotel J Green Bay. Flying via London. Uh, so I'm flying from Dublin to London. Ben's going to organise a hotel and stuff. Uh, within London the night before. Because it's a very early flight on the Friday. So fly over Thursday. Fly out of London on Friday. Uh, get over to Green Bay fairly early um, on the Friday. Drive up via bus. Uh, you know Saturday's all day free Sunday is the tailgate early in the morning which is fantastic free booze and free food and also an alumni signing 
um, and then on to watch the game. And then on the Monday is when you do your stadium tour and your Packers Hall of Fame tour, which is fantastic. And also jump into the pro shop and buy everything that they have to offer. Um, so if you're worried about going solo, don't be worried. I mean, I'm going to be here. You can see me now. And um, a couple of lads going from Ireland. Uh, the majority will be going from the UK. And you can talk to Ben about options from flying from different airports and all the rest. So that's all I'll say about the trip. So again, I'm going to put the details in the description box below on the YouTube video. Um, you can find them on our website, ukparkers.co.uk, um, as well as sort of a blog posting there which tells you what's involved. Um, and you can bring Ben a touchdown trip. So anyway, all the details are going to be on the screen and in the description box um, below. And I might as well get this ad out of the way. So we are giving away the t-shirts that when people sign up for Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash ukparkers, the link is in the description below. If you want to support us, uh, you can click on the link. If you hit the $5 tier a month after six months we give you all your money back in the form of a t-shirt if you choose to subscribe after that point uh well then we truly thank you so that's it with the ads so let's get on to some packers news right so the first piece of news i think that we've all heard and we've all seen the memes uh is is that head coach matt lafleur has been injured a torn achilles so the packers doctor like it's akin to getting ran over by an ambulance I mean, you know, when you get hit by the thing and they just go put him in the back, you know, and then they put you in the back and you're okay. I mean, he's at a facility where they specialize in injuries like this. So he got injured playing basketball. Um, so there's a few talking points around this, I guess. And it's the off season as well. So an awful lot of these things take on more weight than they really should. But I think this kind of is important. And you know what? It's kind of one of those things. And I'll get on to the whole uh, Aaron Rodgers chugging beer thing as well, right? And again, you, you you know by now if you listen to the podcast that I'm a big body language expert. I mean, having done my PhD in body language of sports players. Um, you know, it's a bit of a non-story, I guess, in the sense that, you know, there's people trying to pull parallels from it to say that it's important because now he's not going to be able to do his job how he wanted to do it. And he's a very active guy. And look, there is some credence to that for sure. Uh, he's certainly the guy that we've seen. Uh, he's young, he's active, he plays on that, you know, he's out on the field. He, like, by just looking at him and his physique, you can see that he's not some, you know, at home sculling beers all day sitting down. This is a guy who does like to get active and get out with the lads. We've uh, There was an article by Rob Domofsky where it says that he was lining up at safety and all the rest. So he likes to get out there, throw a few balls even. So this will uh, inhibit him. Now, the thing is, he's in a walking boot and he can still throw out the first uh, pitch for the softball game. So that's all good. He, he's still mobile and he has a boot. Um, so they're saying that he's going to be on a cart or whatever. So who knows? But the one thing about this thing is, is that, yes, it inhibits him and it's, and it's poor timing. Uh, I remember uh, I started a new job before and part of my job was going to be on the phones, you know, ringing up accounts, departments and all that kind of stuff. And I, I've ne it's never happened to me before, but I lost my voice like the day before I was supposed to start. <laughs> That inhibited my job. But for Matt LaFleur, you know, he's enough coaches there. He has the boot. He'll have a cart or a, or whatever. Put him in a golf buggy, for God's sake, and send him out there. And it's all fine. Uh, but the one thing that this will do is it's one of those sort of like ad Jesus moments. You know what I mean? And maybe I'll create some sort of jingle for the podcast uh, to give it a bit of ad Jesus. Because it's one of those funny things. One of those kind of galvanizing things. You know when you go off on a stag? I don't know if anyone has to organize a stag before. Um, you know, but you do these kind of like sports activities or we went surfing for my brother Stag, you know, stuff like that where it kind of throws the lads together and the more mishaps that happen, the, the more galvanizing and sort of team building that it is. Um, and that's the same at this moment is that here's your head coach getting his leg screwed up. 
you know, playing basketball, oh, Jesus, you know, and that's why this isn't seen of like, oh, can we not make memes of this? You know, like, oh, this is very serious, a man's being injured. It's not a player, so I guess there's not that sort of seriousness to it. Um, And also, he's kind of making light of it as well. Like, oh, I'm not as young as I thought I was. Like, this reminds me of the story I told Mason Crosby. Um, You know, all-time leading points score for the Packers, was on the podcast, and what does Steve do? Tells him a story about how I was jumping over my parents' wall with a bin bag. And ended up doing my shoulder in. But that's what happens. Okay. It's funny. No one takes it seriously. And that's the same with Matt LaFleur. Now the only thing is. Is that he'd be able to lead by example. This goes to show how much. He's going to be able to get out there. And sort of you know. Grit in with the lads. And still do his thing. And still put a brave face on it. And that sounds silly. But he's already start giving that rhetoric. Like oh you know. I can get through this. It's fine. I've got to lead by example. He's already using it as a teaching moment. What a dude like. I mean, talk about grab, grabbing it by the cojones, the Lee Rodi, as we say here in Ireland. Um, but I see this thing, um, and it's more so, it's a thing of like, oh, look at the information that I know. It's like people sort of saying, oh, it's like Dan Devine, this is a bad omen. Like, fair play for anybody who recognized the Dan Devine moments. It's a fantastic bit of trivia, uh, but I don't think it's a bad omen. I mean, so Dan Devine, for people that don't know, was a head coach for the Packers back in the early 70s. Um, he took over after Phil Bengston, uh, who took over after Lombardi. So Lombardi was still in the minds of everybody else. Bart Starr was still the quarterback, for God's sake, uh, albeit he retired during his first year. So Dan Devine was on the sidelines for a Giants game, a game that ended 42-40. It was like very high score and a bit of a crazy game as well. Like There was balls being returned after rule changes and all the rest. There's, a, there's an article on it, but I won't, uh, I won't bore you with the details. But basically... A Giants player with rolled up on him, and you can go onto YouTube if you type in Dan Devine. It's just like there's only maybe two videos of Dan Devine, um, as head coach of the Packers, and one of those is the story about how his seasons and all that stuff went wrong. Uh, so basically, he got rolled up and he broke two major bones in his leg. So people saying it's a bad omen or it's the same. It's not the same. It's not during the game. This is preseason, um, and also the weapons that Devine had at his disposal versus what Matt Lafleur has is quite different. Now, again, you know, the, the anoraks and the brainiacs out there might say, oh, well, look at the running game with Aaron Jones and look at John Brockington and all the rest. Yes, there's some parallels, but um, I think... And then they went on the following year and just had a standout season for it all to fall apart again with the players even on that video saying, oh, we don't know what happened. Um, so, yeah, look, there's parallels and fair play for the trivia, uh, but it's totally not the same. At least we hope it's not the same. And the last people to believe in, you know, Omens properly, uh, the Romans, you know, uh, you probably won't want to go back to, to look at that type of stuff. Yes, there's civilizations that believe in them, apart from that. So where it might seem like a non-story, at least it's something for the troops to rally around. It's that interesting sort of meet-cute <laughs> that kind of happens uh, for the head coach. Um, and it's kind of cool that he's like playing basketball and gets injured. You know, It's a bit of a story to show how young he is and all the rest. Um, so the other story as well is Mohamed Wilkerson. So this is you know a guy, free agent, um, since March hadn't played an awful lot in the green and gold there was massive stuff touted um about uh, Mo Wilkerson last season and it didn't come to fruition because he got rolled up on um and, and got that injury so I mean with he, you know we got arrested for the DUI in New York so if anything was to sort of, well the signings throughout the offseason um and how we drafted and all the rest would kind of um put a death knell to that I guess you know defense heavy uh, what we did with the Smiths coming in uh, you'd kind of look at that whole thing of well there's no real place for him now and not unless they're going to do stuff differently in Green Bay you know I think the writing's on the wall now with that regard now let me let me talk about uh, the Aaron Rodgers chugging incident so again this is kind of like an off-season story a big massive giant who cares 
in the sense that Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, couldn't chug a beer. I'm going to put it in air quotes, right? Because it kind of looked like he was taking the mickey. Did it not to anybody else? That he was doing it deliberately, that he couldn't drink it and kind of, you know, made light of himself. Now, I've sort of remarked the last number of years that Aaron's kind of come out of himself a little bit. He was always seen as kind of uptight. You know, they'd, they'd roll these uh, characters out who've played with Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers and they'd say the same thing, that Brett Favre could have a laugh, that Aaron Rodgers was more of a perfectionist, was kind of uptight. And I felt that Aaron Rodgers was like that, very serious. But that's not unheard of in the world of sports. I mean, if you look at Ronaldo, for instance, I mean, he's very serious. People tend to not like him because of his personality as well. Uh, saying that he's too serious, can't have a laugh, that he loves himself and all, you know, all the usual sort of stuff. But I mean, these people take uh, their craft very seriously. And that's certainly what we see in Aaron Rodgers, that he was very kind of uptight. It's just the type of character he is, um, which... Look, whatever enables him to have a better uh, form of play. I mean, you've looked at the stuff that came out about his family and people waxing lyrical about that. Jesus, you know, anything opens up about the guy and they massacre him over it. So um, you can sort of see that he's warranted, I guess, to a degree by not opening himself up to it. So then he goes, then he starts to kind of be a bit more of a piss taker, you know. And then he goes to the game and he does that choking the beer thing with the finger up and it's hilarious. And David Bakhtiar being an absolute character as well so i think that he did it kind of taking the mickey and then matt stafford and fairness to him having a bit of bands down to beer although it looks like one of those one of those long beers um you know that's not even a full pint and then we have mitch trubisky then comes out and starts necking beers with kai long at a game trying to get him now i completely get the the piss taking nature and it's brilliant bring it on because that's what we need more of is people really going at it. And I love when social media accounts for these teams uh, really get after it as well. It's brilliant. Um, but then you have these people starting serious debate about like, oh, look at Aaron, can't even drink a beer. I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, plays the most manly sport ever. Getting, you know, getting annihilated. Look at him last season, you know, he has a broken leg, yet he still plays. You know, and I know that he got criticized, but then if you look deep into the stats, he's still doing fantastic. So anybody to sort of think that he's like, you know, less of a manly man because he didn't drink a beer, for God's sake. Um, Kind of need to get a grip. And then all this commentary from NBC Chicago saying, here's another thing that Mitch does better than Aaron. Ah, I mean, you know, come on. It's quite obvious trolling, right? Uh, But of course, we feed into it by sort of saying, you know, the list starts at chugging beer and that's the end. Um, And there's all of these um stats of people coming up and saying oh well if you look at the, the yards per carry that Aaron had on rushing even though the broken leg was better than Mitch Trubisky and all that kind of stuff which is true um but yeah look Mitch I mean you know calm down all right you can chug a beer you're just out of college Aaron's you know as he said he's a bit of a Scotch drinker um but there's not not enough to talk about apart from you know and even back to Ari said like who would have known that he chugs three beers and all of a sudden it becomes a uh, massive headline news but look, I'm delighted that it's a bit of banter anyway. I mean, come on. It, it beats sort of the dry off season. Literally the dry off season, but no beer. Um, so that's good. That's all there really is to it, I guess, for Packers news. Um, and I tell you what I'll do. Let me get into some state of the north uh, with the Lions here because we've already done Chicago. Uh, we've already touched on the Vikings as well. And the Lions were always seen as kind of this team that were supposed to improve last year. Um, and do really, really well, you know, new head coach, Matt Patricia. Uh, but anyway, let me hit you with a bit of State of the North NFC with the Detroit Lions. 
Okay, so I'm going to hit you up with a bit of NFC North, Detroit Lions, State of the North. So I, it's like I did with the Chicago and the Vikings. I'm going to go back and look at how last season went, their signings, and then extrapolate um, and all of that sort of jazz going forward. Now, I have to look at research. So I listened to Detroit. I was trying to let you know because I did a podcast before about the history of Lambeau Field. And I know this is going to be shocking, especially to the viewers now of this video. I wasn't around when Lambeau Field was built, so I didn't know it offhand. So I needed to do some research on it. Did it, rejigged it around, um, and then did the podcast. And I got massacred about someone taking exception. And then he, because he's saying that I, I took the information from somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> so here's where I got the information from. Um, there's a guy, Tim Twentyman who's the official Detroit Lions guy. Um, I watched their videos um, and I and just random articles online just to sort of glean exactly how their full season went because like you, um, I had really hadn't got a rashers um, apart from how they did against us, how they fared and what exactly went wrong because one sort of deciding factor for everybody is that every team thinks that they're the most injured team ever. Um, and in fact, that's what we saw with some other teams in the NFC North. Uh, like the Chicago Bears, they're the healthiest team in the NFL. So apart from them, everyone else thinks that they've got the, uh, you know, the most banged up team ever. So let me just sort of run through real quickly. And apologies for not looking at the camera for this part. And people listening, it has no bearing. Um, I'm just gonna go through some of the research that I found. So Jim Caldwell was sacked. So he had a guy, um, Jim Bob Cooter, who was there um, as his offensive coordinator. So the two of them went in tandem, and together they got an awful lot of purchase out of Matt Stafford. Uh, we saw his stats go up. Now, Cooter has been seen as the guy, you know, the quarterback whisperer who got those results. Last year, it didn't fare too well. Uh, so Matt Patricia was hired a day after the Super Bowl. He comes in, he's supposed to be a defensive-minded coach because he's the defensive coordinator of the of the Patriots. But we've seen it happen before where, like Josh McDaniels, where he went and then he was, boot, you know, mooted to be the Packers head next Packers head coach but it didn't work out and then we saw all this criticisms and all these articles coming out and saying that these coaches you know they always think they're going to get a bit of Bill Belichick magic and they don't get it um also when it comes to uh, Bill O'Brien as another coach that has success but they've seen you know coaches sort of leave and come back to the Patriots because it just doesn't work without Bill Belichick that's the kind of trend that we're seeing so what we expected from the Lions was is to see a more defensive team and also for Matt Stafford to continue to take that step up because he got paid a whopper contract. So they started, so they went six and ten. Now it's it's offensive because I want to say that they sucked, which they did because they were last in the in the division. But we've got no bragging rights whatsoever. They beat the Packers four times in a row, uh, which is the first time that they did it since 82, 83. Uh, and they, you know there was a shutout in the last game of the season which was embarrassing 31 zip which is the first time that they shut us out since 1973 like there's people probably watching this video or listening to this podcast who's old fella wasn't even around in 1973 depressing so they start off to the jets they lose 47 17 they got trounced which made sort of lull the jets into a false sense of security they thought like oh we have the guy of the future not just yet uh, then they lose to the Niners, but the Niners had Jimmy Garoppolo. So again, Matt Patricia's kind of not used to this guy who's a different side of the ball. Um, and then they go against the Patriots and defeat them for the first time since 2000. So 
I mean, you know, 18 years they were waiting to defeat the Patriots and they did it. And I guess when this happened, people were looking at it like, oh, here he is, he's getting his stride now. And also showing that he must know Bill Belichick well enough to try get that defeat, which is saying something else. Um, then they go on and lose to the Cowboys, win to the Parkers, and they have their bite. Now, I'm not going to gonna go through the whole season, but needless to say, um, things went wrong and went wrong pretty bad. Matt Stafford, uh, who had a pretty good 2017 and started to, he's, he was really trending up and that's why he got that massive contract. Um, his production dropped in pretty much everything. Uh, touchdowns, yards, quarterback rating was down. And to say he was there sculling beers and trying to act smart, uh, whereas Aaron Rodgers played with a broken leg, uh, Matt Stafford's uh, production went down. Now, to be fair, you can't really, well, you can't, let's blame Matt Stafford. You can't really blame Matt Stafford, to be honest, because, um, you know, 25th in scoring, 20th in passing. He picks up a back injury himself, and there was sort of speculation on the Detroit Lions website from from their guys, is that maybe he wasn't, I don't know, I think that they say he wasn't being honest about his injury, which probably does it a disservice. Um, and him at his service but look he played through it and it just didn't really work out for him on top of that then Eric Ebron was released his tight end they never really replaced their tight end for the rest of the season which is why we see them go after Jesse James um, in the offseason and also TJ Hawkinson in the draft is because they're trying to get him a tight end target uh, Golden Tate was traded in October um, Marvin Jones Jr. was injured uh, so were some of the other wide receivers and that's why we see Jim Bob Cooter go and he's being replaced by Daryl Bevel now I'll get on to Bevel later on a little bit later on this is not gonna uh, last too long so defensively where we expected Matt Patricia to do well they did do well for the last eight games of the season uh you know there were I think they were top 10 in um uh, let me just go to the stats uh 10th overall 8th in passing 10th in rushing so uh second half of the season there were top 10 defense for points allowed and they were top five for run stuff. And so, you know, and as well as that, I mean, you might look at that and sort of go, look, first time head coach, you've got to leave him a couple of years to get in. But 65% of their sacks in 2018 came off, came as a result of players brought in by Matt Patricia. So it's guys that he brought in that counted for over half of the sacks. Not only that, 14 players recorded a sack, um, the most for the Lions in any one season since 1990. And teams were sort of quoting the Lions and following their blueprint for stuff. The Patriots even came out and quoted the, uh, what the Lions were doing when they were talking about the Rams uh, when it went on to their Super Bowl success. Um, so yeah, second half of the season, they started to do well. Now that had sort of... Uh, go to show that Matt Patricia was getting his feet underneath him um, and that his players that were coming in and the, the stuff that they did with schemes. You had um, Joe Philbin come out at the time and say that what they did was sort of second to none. It was very exotic and they were kind of cutting edge, I think was the word that he used, um, going into that 31-0 shutout. And what I found was is kind of a trend is that the Lions beat writers and the official Lions.com, which again is great coverage, uh, Tim Twentyman, um and they have uh Tory's takes and stuff like that so it's good coverage uh by some good journalists there they focused an awful lot on that last game now i would say you know they know their lions the way we know our packers and i can tell you and this is a hot take for all the lions uh reporters out there hey don't go on that last game we kind of gave up lots um 
So yeah, off-season signings, CJ Anderson running back, uh, Trey Flowers, which is their big marquee signing along with Justin Coleman. Trey Flowers is the defensive end. Everybody knows Trey Flowers. Um, Justin Coleman at corner back, uh, Jesse James, as I mentioned, the tight end, and Danny Amendola, wide receiver. So again, he's going to be seen as kind of a slot guy. But I mean, the Lions really struggled both with injury um, and just a lack of targets and Matt Stafford's injuries and also on the offensive line. Like there was lads being injured all over the place. Some of them have since retired, as we know. So four to five signings that the Lions did were on defense um, at the start of the draft. I won't go past that point because it's a big giant who cares as well. This is the you know UK Packers podcast, not the Detroit Lions podcast. Uh, first, TJ Hawkinson, who we know. That's the guy we wanted. That was in everybody's mock draft. And it, so thank you, Detroit Lions, for absolutely annihilating all of those mock drafts out there. So TJ Hawkinson comes in, great blocker, great receiver, brilliant all-round player, big guy, big target. So he's going to be ex- just extremely dangerous going forward, as is the Detroit Lions defense, because they were a top 10 defense and they've only added to that this year. And as well as that, they're going to have time to bed down into what Matt Patricia wants them to do. Uh, second round, again, and this is all defensive heavy, uh, linebacker Jelani Tavai. Now, this is a surprise pick. And in fact, even if you look at the picture that ESPN used for this guy, when I was looking at their draft grades, even he looks surprised. <laughs> He's looking like, what? You know, so um, that says it all. Uh, defensive back, Will Harris. Defensive end, Austin Bryant. Cornerback, Amani Orowaroye. And then they went right receiver, tight end and running back. So Darren Bevel, um, what can we expect from, from this guy? not a lot i mean if i look at his record you know he's six years as a packers quarterbacks coach then he becomes offensive coordinator for the vikings and seahawks so i read this article where the guy was like oh if you look into it you know this is what and what was one of the quotes uh i think it was a player or the head coach comes out and says we all know what bevel can do and it was like on yeah there's limitations there i hate when they say that like oh well we all know it's like do you know um so it's a bit of an odd one, but yeah, offensive coordinator for the Vikings and Seahawks, the one thing that stood out to me was is that the numbers were not outstanding and that what was improved and more so in the second year onwards, but then fell down the peck in order. Now, again, I'd have to do a deep dive to bring in the office lingo um, into you know what exactly was going on when Bevel was there. But I mean, there's two teams that would have had some pretty stout running back. So maybe that's the reason why the stuff is skewed. skewed. Uh, you know, you might look at who we had at... Um, you know running back and say well no wonder it's going to be run heavy but he tends to be run intensive so i mean if he's going to be run heavy and his numbers are not that outstanding either way i mean i don't see how that helps stafford bring up his numbers and they dropped last year so he needs some guy who he's comfortable with uh who's going to be that whisper now look he's going to get healthy they're going to shore up the offensive line their defense is going to probably be their best form of offense you know he has tj hawkinson there he's a good slot receiver now you know so he has targets uh, and, and you know carry on johnson was was a revelation at times last season 5.4 yards per carry average only second to a little known quarterback called aaron jones for the green bay packers go pack go um so you know this, this he's a pretty outstanding running back now he got injured so and again i don't want to bring in some waffle about like oh that brings into uh you know his um how healthy is he going to be you know is he able to stand up to it like you know running backs get injured so he certainly has a guy at running back and especially with um cj anderson as well who again sort of bounced around the league had an outstanding year with the broncos with the same staff 
um, as such as the Lions is now. So he's going to be comfortable. And one of the uh, Lions staff came out and said, it's not really, uh, an unte- well, not really an untested free agent, but it's not a free agent that we're not used to because we've dealt with him before to some degree. So they believe in CJ Anderson and carry on Johnson as well as is a fantastic player and a receiving threat too. But I just don't see that. Like, I mean, when you look back at it, the offense struggled when Matt Stafford struggled. Now, I know that seems obvious, but you can have some teams like the Eagles, for instance, where it doesn't always translate. You know, Tom Brady goes down or gets suspended um, and they, they bring in other quarterbacks. Now, you might look at Garoppolo and sort of say, well, look at him, you know. But, I mean, he wasn't too fresh last season and they had uh, Jacoby uh, Brissett that came in and started winning games for them as well. So it doesn't always have to be that way. But when Stafford struggled, the offense struggled, and then they end up with 6-10, and 10, the worst record, and then they waxed those both times. Um, but yeah, it's pretty concerning if they bring in a run-heavy offensive coordinator. But I don't know whether Patricia's going to sort of keep a rein on him a bit more um, and sort of you know have him do what he wants them to do. Um, who knows? They're still potentially a very dangerous team, particularly on defense. Um, they're pretty stout. So we almost depend then on being able to schematically get around their scheme. So, you know, by the sounds of it, Matt LaFleur can come up with some really wild exotic stuff and um, he should, you know, confuse the bejesus out of the lines. So that sort of brings to a conclusion the NFC North previews for the kind of... And you know what I saw as well on all of these Good Morning Football and Good Morning Americas and all, whatever the hell the name of that show is where they stand up and start running around the studio just to keep it interesting some guy picked the buffalo bills to win the division already i mean i mean you can look into it and again like the guy was a player i don't know who he is and like obviously he knows the game way better than i do but it just stinks of like pick a team now you know stand by it create some controversy Eh. anyway so that's it now look i don't know if the video is gonna work out um if it does happy days I'm going to be pretty rough around the edges with it. And if you enjoyed the video, enjoy and watch it, do let me know. Um, and if it, if you think the audio suffers because I mentioned stuff that's only individual, uh, by all means, let me know. Because we do have, you know, quite a big following on the podcast. And I don't want to screw around with it too much. But I just thought I'd give you some video action as well, just to make it interesting. So look, I've been at NFL on Twitter. Follow the group at UK Packers. Make sure you go over to Instagram. We're already doing the countdown to the season, which is incredible. Um, you know 94 days probably 93 again you listen to this and um, probably two days by the time i actually edit and get the video out the audio will probably be out before um so yeah and any uh, questions on the trip just give us a shout info at ukpackers.co.uk or you can go to the website and there's a little instant chat option it's always turned on and you can always uh, converse with us on there now lads if you log on you know locked at four in the morning you might not hear for half an hour, but I mean, I've got two young kids. So yeah, get on there and I'll be happy to answer all the questions. And we'll be starting a WhatsApp group as well and getting everybody in there before the trip also. And I'd love to see you over in Green Bay and there'll be exciting stuff coming up with the 19th. It's all happening. I mean, the video starting and everything else is happening as well. 1919 Club is starting again, sort of raffle where you, you know, two, three quid gets you an entry into a raffle and you could win some really serious, high-priced, high-quality merch, signed merch. Um, and... Also, the meetups, we're discussing really, really soon about the meetups and locking in some locations and getting everybody together. So it's exciting times. But anyway, from me for this week, and I can wave to the camera, it's goodbye.